morning, everyone, and welcome to worship from Hosanna Lutheran Church in Mandeville, Louisiana. We're so glad that you decided to join us today on this Pentecost Sunday. We sing together as we begin our service.
of the year where we celebrate the Holy Spirit coming to us 50 days after Easter as clouds of tongues and fire and continuing to be our comforter and our encourager even to today. A couple announcements before we begin. If you are local to the area, if you live here in the neighborhood of Hosanna Lutheran Church, we'd love to see you. We're making plans even now for phase two worship. Uh, be on the lookout on social media and emails and paper mail if you're on our mailing list uh, for our plans following up uh, an announcement we expect from Governor Edwards on Monday. So on June the 7th, we will be doing something for worship live here and hopefully gathered together uh, as people. But, but keep our, your eyes out for an announcement about that with some encouragement uh, and some, uh, they're not rules, they're suggestions for how we might gather together for worship. You can go online right now, however, and register for Vacation Bible School. Vacation Bible School will be online, virtual VBS with Hosanna, starting June 22. Uh, there's a packet of, of stuff, all of the things you need for the arts and crafts and the projects and the Bible lessons uh, that you can pick up from the church uh, once you've registered. So go online to the Facebook page. Uh, it will take you to a link where you can register your children to be part of virtual EBS. And then you just swing by and pick up the, the craft supplies, the snack supplies, all those things, and you take those home. Uh, and your children, your grandchildren, your neighbors, your nieces, whomever, your nephews, they can be a part of virtual VBS. Uh, the content will be streaming live on our Facebook page, but also then be stored on our YouTube page as well. So you can, if you've got busy kids and they need to go more than once a day to Vacation Bible School, you can send them more than once a day. So that's Vacation Bible School. You can register for that. Hosanna Hot Meals and God's Unchanging Hands Feeding Ministries on Mondays and Wednesdays continue in a grab-and-go or delivery fashion. Please contact the church if you are uh, in need of a meal. If you'd like a, a meal, uh, there's no charge for those. Uh, we can make those arrangements. If you'd like to volunteer, you can do that. And always, if you'd like to donate to continue that ministry, you can do that with the Donate button here. Or you can text Hosanna Lutheran. Uh, make that one word to 77977. You can support that or any of the ministries here at Hosanna. If you like the idea of being techie, if you're handy with your phone, your iPad, uh, the internet, Facebook Live, those sorts of things, we need folks who are interested in being part of the stream team, the team of people who make this ministry possible on live on Facebook on a regular Sunday. We are planning to continue this once we can gather together as a group, uh, both at the 9 o'clock and the 10.30 service. So if you're interested in the Facebook streaming piece, uh, send a message to the church that you're interested in being on the stream team. If you're more interested in being in the sound booth and you want to work sound and uh, lights and the more traditional AV things, that booth needs volunteers as well. If that makes you excited uh, with these new lights and projectors and the cross behind us that can change colors, you've got a vivid vision of, of a discotheque in your mind, you can be part of the AV team as well. Just let us know. We, again, will be looking for regular worship volunteers, readers, musicians, scripture uh, folks, ushers, greeters, etc. Uh, as well. So if you're feeling called to help to participate, if you need to get involved and connected with the community as we start to come out of our COVID-19 uh, stay at home, uh, please feel free to get involved here. There's a place for you in, in Jesus' neighborhood. There's a place for you here at Hosanna. Our service continues now with song.
what meetings were, were going to be online, when I was going to have to make phone calls. I knew where I was going to go. I knew my commute. I knew the people that I would see here on this Pentecost Sunday, particularly for us in 2020 in the United States. There is new all around us, and it can be scary, and it can be exhausting, but it can also be exhilarating. Those disciples, they knew about this new. When Jesus comes to visit them and read the Holy Spirit on them, they are hidden, they are tucked away in their room for fear of the Jews might arrest them and have them killed the same way they killed their teacher, Jesus. In our Gospel reading from St. John, Thomas isn't there. He's not going to be sure if he believes this or not. This new is scary and they're huddled with the windows closed in that hot Mediterranean season. They know that this new can be worrisome. They're not sure what they're going to do next, what's going to come for them. And the Lord speaks to them. And in the midst of the newness, Jesus Christ says to the disciples and says to you, Peace, I leave with you. And they worry and they wonder and they get excited and they see his hands and they see his side. And again, Jesus says for the second time, Peace. And he breathes on them this thing called the Holy Spirit they maybe have never heard of before. It's new. But in this newness comes peace. And then Jesus does something interesting. He gives them this extra proclamation. He gives them this mandate. He gives them this, this thing that in the church we sometimes call the office of the keys, which says those things that you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven, and those things which you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Theologians throughout time have really thought that this means sinfulness, right? So the sins that we proclaim forgiveness for are forgiven not only here on earth, but also high in heaven. And those sins which we retain, those sins that we hang on to, may not be as for, may not be given freedom here on earth, also may not be given freedom in heaven there. There is weight here. Usually I, as a pastor, I, I maintain the office of the keys, particularly, particularly for couples who want to get married. A couple times in my life, I've done like 300 plus weddings in my career, and there have been a couple wedding couples, now none of you watching, I guarantee, are one of those couples, but there are these couples that I have done weddings for in the past, and they're kind of a pain in the butt. Maybe you know brides or grooms or, or mother-in-laws uh, on either side that can be kind of like that. There's been a couple times in my life where I've done these weddings for people, and they, they've stiffed me. They have promised that they were going to give a gift to the church or to me for doing the service, and then they put it off and they put it off. I would go to the receptions, and the best man would say, oh, hang on, Father, we've got something for you. Just wait, let me get the card. And then he goes off to dance with the bridesmaids, and a little while later, by the buffet line, he says, oh, oh, pastor, just a second, let me give you something. And he goes off then to go back to the bar with the bridesmaids, or wherever he's going back and forth. And at the end of the night, this was my favorite one, this had gone on for some time, I was dancing at the reception, because... You know, I've been invited. I'm going to stay until I get this gift and this card. And so I'm dancing along. And here comes the groomsman. And he says, oh, pastor, I'm supposed to give you this from the couple. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a wad of cash and change, 46.50 or something like that. And he sort of dumps it out on the table there. And says, this is from the couple for you. Now, I know that that was 100 and it bought around at the bar. And I'm cool with that. That's absolutely fine. But, but they give me this. But there's been a couple times couple times where I've gotten this runaround from these couples that have been pains from the very beginning. 
just goes on and on. Oh, pastor, we've got a card. Oh, pastor, we want to give a gift to the church. Oh, pastor. And then, and then they don't. And they lie. I've, hold, I've held those sins. I've used the office of the keys to say, those people may not receive forgiveness. Now, I don't think it's really supposed to work like that. But sometimes I think that it's just kind of fun. Our Lord Jesus comes together here to these disciples, and he says to them, my peace I leave with you. Peace I give you. Receive now this Holy Spirit. Release the sins of all, and they will be forgiven. Retain the sins, and they will be retained. This new Holy Spirit is about forgiveness. You see, the practice of forgiveness is your ticket to clarity, vitality, and freedom. Are you bitter people? Do you know bitter people? Do you know people who've had honest-to-goodness wrongs in their lives? They've been oppressed in their lives. They've had bad things happen to them in their lives. And they hold on to that in their lives so deeply that it defines all of the rest of their relationships. They're unable to move past a thing that hurt them, and they have grown into being resentful and bitter now, don't get me wrong, there are oppressions on top of oppressions that we ought not just sweep under the rug. But do you know people for whom that ex or that mother or that small town experience defines them so in bitterness that they can't move on? Just recently I had an opportunity to meet a gentleman who was so defined by the bitter bitterness that happened to him 50 years ago, he was unable to, to deal with this today relationship. Everything was impacted by this view that, that let him hold on so tightly. I heard someone once say that this kind of bitterness, this sort of lack of forgiveness is like poison that you give yourself a little bit every day. Jesus Christ comes to meet those disciples locked in fear in the midst of this newness and change. He says peace twice and then gives them this gift of forgiveness. When you set someone free, when you forgive the world around you, it's not about them as much as it is about you. How do you live this forgiven life? How do you take a deep breath and say, their actions don't affect me anymore? How do you move on and take the steps of helpfulness that you can only happen after you first say, I was wronged and I'm ready to move on? identify what has happened and I'm going to be a forgiving person and take these steps towards clarity and vitality and freedom. The sins that we release on earth are released in heaven. I think personally that has something to do with our own hearts and souls. When I forgive someone, it's not up to me. It's God. It's God, and it's karma, and it's time, and it's consequences. It's all those pieces that work together in our lives. But I am free from holding on to the shackles of pain for those people around us. I am set free from that. Now, that doesn't mean that forgiveness is the only thing. Because this office of the keys comes with two parts. And I think that that's really important for us today, that there are these two parts it's not just forgiveness, but it's also the retention of sins, which leads to accountability. You see, we are accountable for the things in our lives, and people in our lives are accountable for the things in their lives. We are accountable to God to look at the sins of the world and say, wait a second, that is not okay. We 
draw these lines in our lives as faith-filled people, filled with the Holy Spirit, with open eyes and hearts to see the mission of God, of acceptance and love and forgiveness in the world, a call to reconciliation and redemption. And it says, no, there are things we do not need to say are okay, things we need to call out. There are sins that go on and on and on systemically through our lives, and we as Christians have a responsibility, we are accountable to the most vulnerable, to say no. It's not just about forgiveness and welcome. It's also about transformation and growth. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a, a Lutheran minister and martyr in World War II, used to talk about the difference between cheap grace and expensive grace. Cheap grace is this grace that says everything is okay, that there's no, uh, no repentance Necessary. You did that sin yesterday, God forgives you. You do it again tomorrow, God forgives you. You do it the next day, God forgives you. And pretty soon this forgiveness, this grace of God becomes so cheap that it doesn't cause transformation in our lives. And we live this sort of doing whatever we want, sanctified by a, 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 a God of cheapness. No, no, friends. This forgiveness from God, this grace from God is expensive. It costs Christ's life. It cost God his son for this forgiveness and peace. We are received just where we are. The Holy Spirit moves in our lives and calls us to live new lives in the world. And that is a life of progression. That is a life that requires transformation. God loves you and accepts you and takes you wherever you are, no matter what you're doing. I don't know where you are or what you're doing this morning on Facebook, but God knows you where you are and loves you and calls you to live a new life, forgiven in Christ. And then God gives you what you need to move forward in that life of discipleship. If you found the Lord in the gutter, God doesn't want you to stay in the gutter. God wants you to grow and mature so that you might be able to proclaim the love of God to the people around you, so that you might minister to the least of those around you so that you might know, grow, and follow, but also that your neighbor may have enough to eat and a coat to wear and receive justice and know that they might live their life fully, not fearful of violence against them. Friends, the Holy Spirit, which came to the disciples on that first Pentecost Sunday, took this fearful group of men and women hidden together in an upper room in Jerusalem with the doors and the windows locked, worrying but not doing anything about what might happen next, and sent them out into the world, filled with this Holy Spirit, proclaiming to people so different from them the love of God for all. These few grew the church by thousands in the early days and continued to spread that message of good news around the world. Friends, that same Holy Spirit, that mighty comforter, that fire, that dove is inside of you. We, we pray for the reception of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit might move in our hearts and in our minds and encourage us and gift us and draw us together to do this good work of the Lord. It's the same Spirit now as ever was in the midst of newness, which is always forever, to go and to do those things that need to be done. Those things that mean forgiveness. Those things that mean retention. Those things that mean challenging. The bold voice of the church. And the 
those things that need soft claws and casserole dishes to draw us together. Friends, on this Pentecost Sunday from Hosanna and Mandeville, we pray together for the Holy Spirit to be poured on the whole so that we might live together in the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, Creator, God, and Holy Spirit, pour out tongues of fire on the world around us. Crack open stony hearts, O Lord, and fill them with your light and your love. Refine us, O Lord, as a pure and wonderful treasure. Holy Lord God, open our hearts and our minds by the power of your Spirit so that we may live your mission forward in the world, that we might go and share your love with all people. Jesus, holy
the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Treasuring your promise to hear us when we call, we pray for the church, for those in need, and for all of your creation. We lift up prayers of joy and thanksgiving for how we are united in one spirit, yet manifest diverse gifts, abilities, and wisdoms for sharing the gospel building up the body of Christ and serving the neighbor. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father God, we continue to pray for our congregation through these great transitions, that we may look forward to what comes next, and that we might continue to nourish our neighbors in body and spirit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray this day for all the sick, for the lonely, for those in despair, that they might not worry but receive comfort power of your spirit, that they might find hope in Jesus Christ, and that we might find ways to minister to them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord God, we lift up the diverse gifts of this congregation and of your whole world, that we might all find ways to put those gifts to action for the good of the neighbor. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. All of these things and more we ask in the name of our risen Lord, Jesus Christ, by the power of the in our congregation now, we celebrate the gifts of tithes and offerings. First, I'd like to thank you all for those who have been making their tithes and regular offerings during this stay-at-home time. We receive offerings with the donate button on the corner of this Facebook video or YouTube video. And we also receive text giving. Text the word Hosanna Lutheran to 77977. And many of you have brought your offerings past the topics. I want to thank you for continuing to to meet the financial needs of our congregation. So many of you during this time of uh, strangeness, of coronavirus, uh, have been giving also to special projects and gifts. Because of that, we've been able to finish our sanctuary revamp uh, during this uh, time when folks are staying at home. And our fellowship hall revamp is almost completed and completely funded. We also have an opportunity now to paint the outside of the building, which will happen very soon. That also has been your gifts continue to pour in in these times, and we continue to share those gifts with those around us. Grant funding and special donations have, have more than covered the cost of our Wednesday feeding program, as well as our Monday night Hosanna Hot Meals. We're still serving almost 1,000 people every week with hot meals and bag lunches at uh, uh, two times through the week. That's, the money continues to come in to provide that great social Friends, thank you now you consider giving a gift of tithe and offering to Holy Let's pray. God of mercy and grace, the eyes of all wait upon you when you open your hand in blessing. Fill us with good things at your table so that we may come to the help of all in you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer and Lord. Amen. As we hear these words from Pentecost, as we think about the retaining and the loosing of sins, we all know the sins we commit in our own hearts. Those times we have left people down and done wrong. And also the times we have just mis made missteps or forgotten. Psalm 51 says this, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my sin and cleanse me. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. We take a moment now in our worship service to reflect upon those ways we are sinful each and every day.
awareness of those sins in our minds, and a knowledge of the expense God has paid to wash those sins away. We hear from Psalm 103, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. As a called and ordained minister in the Church of Christ, and by His authority, I then declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father and the Son. together in person around the Lord's table our Lord Jesus said to his friends on the night which he was betrayed he took this bread he gave thanks and he gave it to those gathered saying take it all of you this is my body broken for you do this in remembrance of me and again after the supper our Lord Jesus took the cup and when he had given thanks he gave it for his disciples saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Our Lord Jesus taught his disciples to pray. I ask you to join us now in the words of the Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We know and we believe that Christ is truly present in, with, and under these simple gifts. The mystery of the bread and wine become his body and blood for us. Rest assured that Christ welcomes you at his table to know his presence and receive forgiveness of life. I encourage you to share Holy Communion now, wherever you are elements that you have.
strengthen you and keep you in his grace now and forever. Amen. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit, that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May the Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Sing together our closing song.